Today's show is pre-recorded. Everybody, y'all listening to the voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. I got a radio show. Real grateful for that. You know, it's funny, man. I remember when I first started out in radio, a lot of my peers laughed at me. Some of it was being mean spirited, some of it was just, you know, mocking me. I'm, I'm used to stuff like that. But uh, I uh, had as a special guest on my show, uh, Joel Osteen. And you know something, man? He, he said something that was. I can't remember the scripture. I don't know exactly how it went. Like we were having a long conversation, but the gist of it was don't be upset with where you are now and don't be upset with the small things in your life. Be grateful for the small things and the small position that you have right now because you don't know where that's going. You don't know what that's going to be one day. You don't know what that's going to lead to. And that was very warming to hear it him say that, but it also reminded me of when I started in radio, how small it was. It reminded me of when I started in stand-up making $25 a show. It reminds me of not having a home at a period in my life and what God has allowed me to live in now. So don't be distraught over your position now and don't be ungrateful or unappreciative for the things you have now because you don't know what that's going to grow into. And that's really the gist of that I got from what he was saying. I just wanted to share that with you, that where you are now is so temporary because now, like I've said before, now is a fleeting moment. Right after you finish saying now, that moment that you claimed as now, that's gone. So the where you are now is a very fleeting process. Now, you can change where you are now. And you can change how you feel about where you're at now. And you can change about where you're going. 
by simply changing your mind. It is no different. I'm telling you, folks, the thing that I've learned about successful people is not so much of what they do. It's not what they have. The biggest thing I've learned about successful people is how they think. That's the thing that's different. It's how they think. And I'm telling you that you can change the way you think on any subject and start becoming successful towards that starting now. You have to understand that, man. The biggest difference I've noticed between successful people and non-successful people is how they think. I was um, reading what is God said that he was taught all wrong about money. He said that his father was very negative about money. He, all throughout his life, he heard his father say, you know, people who got money have walked on somebody to get it or cheated somebody to get it. People who have money, money is the root of all evil. Money is, money is this. And people who got money, you know, don't deserve it. They've done something wrong to get it. Yada, yada. So he said he grew up the whole time thinking that having money was something was wrong with that. He discovered that it wasn't. Look, you can choose to be successful any way you want to. I've chosen several ways to be successful. I want to be a very, very successful father. I think that's one of the things that's paramount in my life, that I really am working hard right now to become a successful father. Not a successful father in terms of money, but a successful father in terms of offering the amount of love and guidance and leadership and the example that my children need to look at. That's what I'm really, really working hard at. Now, I want to be successful as a father, but also I want to be successful as a husband. You know, I want Marjorie to always know that she can count on me, to not have to wonder about me or look for me. You know, I I want her to feel secure in the fact that I, I, I really have gotten it right that I really am focused on being a good husband to her because it means so much to me. Uh, you know, so I'm working hard on a lot of levels. I'm working hard and trying very strong to be a successful motivator of people. I want to be a sharer of information to people that will uplift others and give others the same things that I've learned through the trials and tribulations of my life, but at the same time share that information and use the power of this microphone to uplift people, you know, not to destroy. My show is not about, oh, guess what so-and-so said, guess what so-and-so did. I don't like mean-spirited things about people, you know. I joke with people who call in, that's another thing. But I don't like destroying people with the power of the microphone. So I'm working very hard on being successful in a lot of areas of my life. Now, also, I do care about being financially successful, too, Because my father, one of the gifts he gave me was very simple gift. He told me a long time ago, he said, son, the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one of them. And that stuck with me. And this was a hardworking man who was a coal miner who worked construction his entire life. My father didn't have an easy life, man. My father didn't sit behind a microphone. My father didn't come to work and people cheered for him. My father wasn't famous. My father was just a go-get-it dude. Now, he instilled that in me, and I've taken that and applied it to my craft, and I thank God for him for that. But I do try to be financially successful so that I can do some things with it to help some other people. Now, am I uh, opposed to having nice things? No. Do I apologize for having nice things? No. And why should I? I work. I work. 
You know, I'm I'm not I'm not on the radio asking to give me money, you know, so I can go buy a car. I'm I'm working, so I, I don't feel how you want to feel, and other people do feel that way about it. But if success in terms of finance is what you're lacking, you can go about the business of doing that. I'm I'm writing a book, and that whole book is about teaching people how to become successful. And, man, I'm breaking it down in a way where everybody can get it, man, because I want the college student to get it. You know, I want the working mom to get it, the single mom to get it, the hardworking father that's been trying to hold his family together can get it, the father that ain't ever got it together and feel that because of that reason he can't be the father he needs to be. I'm writing something, man, to put it into words to let you know that God is a forgiving God and that God is a merciful God. And that God can get you out of any situation you find yourself in. You just can't beat yourself up every time you make a mistake. I make mistakes all the time, man. I just got to remind myself to get up. I ask God for forgiveness. I call on his mercy and his grace. And I get up and I go again. But it's coming, man. And if finance success is what you want, you got to change your mind. You got to start thinking about how to produce it. The first thing you do is you got to ask. You got to ask to have a life and have a life more abundantly. That's a scripture that he comes to you to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. That's a scripture. That ain't a joke. That ain't a theory. That's a fact. And the fact that if you don't have a life of abundance, you can get that by asking. Then it starts by believing. And the how-to, don't even worry about that. He takes care of that himself. He'll send the stuff your way. But you got to be willing to put some effort in this thing now, and you can do it. Okay, I know I was a little around the place today, but that's what it was. So, you know, let's go get it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ride. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. As usual, uh, for the remainder of uh, 2020, I'm allowing Roscoe Wallace, one of the greatest lounge singers, greatest lounge singers, writers, producers of all time, to come on here and explain his $3 trillion lawsuit against the entire music industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the legend, Roscoe Wallace. <laughs> we bring me, bring me, bring me a shoe star. That's <laughs> what I like about me. What's going on, Tommy? What's going on, Roscoe? Junior, baby, what's going on? Roscoe, my hero, what's happening, boy? I know it, baby, Shirley. What's up, baby girl? Hello, Roscoe. Happy holidays. <laughs> hey, what's going on, baby? Oh, Mississippi, I know they don't allow you to talk. What's up, cutie? <laughs> yeah, Carla ain't here, so we ain't on. Jay don't ever come, so we ain't on new. Hey, listen. <laughs> Today, I want to explain to you this $3 trillion lawsuit. I'm not going to do a song today because I think it's evidential. By now that I done wrote everything that anybody ever say. Okay. okay. But I want to up the yay-yay, so to speak, what they say. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> I want to go on and really get this thing on and probably get it cracking. I'm okay. especially, this, this is how I'm going to draw more attention to the lawsuit. I'm calling out record labels. Uh-oh. And I want to start with the infamous and let them know that they on blast right now. Ooh. Death Row Records. What? Death, Death Row. <laughs> Death Calling them out. Death Row, anybody ever been on it? Anybody had a chain? 
Anybody been sitting up in the electric chair? Anybody? All of y'all. You on blast. Okay. What, what, what you, you wrote something deaf row had, though? Oh, no. Come on now. How do you want it? How does it feel? <laughs> all of them, man. Chronic album, all that. Okay. okay. Anybody over there, fat shook, owe me all that. <laughs> you ain't gonna get that. So I just want to make that announcement and let y'all know that I'm up to you. Got a minute, I'm gonna let Junior talk to Steve right quick. Yeah. Thank y'all. Tomorrow I have another song, but today I wanted to really draw attention to the lawsuit by calling out Death Row Records. All right, uh, let, let, let me ask, at the office, you know, uh, they exchanging gifts now. You know, like uh, if you ever got a gift you don't like, what do you tell people when they give you a gift you don't like at the office? Well, I don't really tell nobody I don't like that gift. I just don't never use it. And I make sure you know that I don't use it. Like if you give me a, like if I'm at work and you give me a coffee cup, you know, I make sure you see me in the break room with the other coffee cup. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, and you ain't got to get into it with people. Just yeah. put it in their face in a slick way. You know what I'm saying? That clears like a lot that. of stuff up, though. All right. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Stephen Jr. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to start the show off with Nephew Tommy's Run That Prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time to start our morning off with Run That Prank Back. So, nephew, it's on you. What you got? All right, here it is. Bring my breast back. <laughs> I want my breast back. There it is. I want my breast back. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? I'm trying to reach Oliver. Yeah, this him. Hey, uh, you married, you, 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 you engaged in Madison, right? Uh, yes, I am. There's a problem with it or something? What's up? No, 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 no. I'm, my name is Ricky, man. Have you heard about uh, her last person that she was engaged to? Well, she kind of spoke briefly about you. Okay, but you know what, man? First of all, let me just say this. Congratulations, okay? Let me, let me be the first to say that. Congratulations for uh, y'all getting engaged, and I hope it worked with y'all. Okay. Okay. Here, Here's why I call. Uh, <clears throat> we, got a, we got a situation at hand that we kind of need to clear up between you and I. So, okay. uh, what is it? Me, me and you got a little conversation we need to have about property. Well, we talking about property. What property? The property we live in? What are you talking about? This is my property. Okay, no, I'm not talking about your house or nothing like that. Oh, okay. I got some property over there that belong to me, and and I'm trying to figure out how we can rectify the problem. Well, I'm quite sure if it's something I can pack up or whatever, you can come get it. I have no problem. What do you have over here in my house that's yours? Okay. The actual, the actual breast that she had belonged to me. The 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 breast. Her you, breast. I bought her some breast implants. Man, I ain't know nothing about no breast implants. Okay, you may not know nothing about it, but the bottom line is, I spent ten thousand dollars on some breast implants, and I want my property back. <laughs> Buddy, man, <laughs> you, no, man, you're not getting back. What are you talking about, breast implants? I ain't know hey, nothing hey, about that, man. Hey, man, I you understand you're not back. knowing about it, but I'm calling you like a man explaining it to you, and I'm trying to let you know. You, you know, I, I bought her some breast implants. Now, that's my property. Now, just like just like when it don't work out with with uh, 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 an engagement don't work out, you want your ring back. Well, I want my breast back. 
Oh, no, man. If you had gave a ring, you can get that back, but that's just some Man, what do you, I mean, come on, man. You ain't get back. Hey, man, I'm getting them back. Oh, I'm going to be over there every other week being happy with what, what I done bought. No, no, that ain't that ain't what's going to happen. No, no, little brother, that ain't going to happen there. I don't know what you're calling for. About dollars $10,000, the breast implants, you ain't getting You come over here if you want to. When you with somebody, when you lose them, you lose every damn thing you paid for. So if you bought us some your dumb should have bought the when you got married. You know what I'm saying? You should have waited then bought the damn So them mine. I'm going to be over here. That's what I'm going to do with your breast implants. So your money was well spent. You ain't get back. Move on in your life. Hey, man, you don't tell me when and when when I'm supposed to buy something. I buy something when I feel like it. But the bottom line is them, them breasts belong to me. Nah, no, we're going to work. No. We're gonna, somebody's going to pay me $10,000 one way or the other. Oh, no, no. You ain't getting nothing back here, man. You got to move on with your life, man. When y'all broke up, y'all wasn't together no more. The left with her. She walked away with him, man. That's it. That's over. I'm sorry. Hey, man, hey let me say something to you, man. I'm coming over there. I'm coming over there and have a conversation with Madison about this, because that's who I evidently I need to talk to. No, you're not talking to nobody over here. You're talking to me like you say man to man. I'm letting you know, man, you're lost. You're lost, man. You don't get nothing. How you even get my number? You get my, let me get your number so I can call you back when she on her way home. My number on the breast. Your number on the breast. That's $10,000. That's your number. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to check it. I'm going to show check it. And I'm going to look at it every day because you ain't getting nothing back, brother. Never mind. You're lost, man. It's over. Let me ask you this, man. Have you even bought the ring from Madison yet? Yeah, I bought the ring. That's what you do when you get engaged. I paid. The ring is bought, brother. Why are you worried about my ring? How much ring costs? About $89,000. That's a nice ring. See, see the the breast costs more than the damn ring. You're a cheap little man. Man, you, man. I mean, I didn't bought the ring. You talking about, look, dude, she gone. Them breasts ain't yours no more, man. You don't get back here. If it was a ring, a pair of shoes or something, I give you that back. So what now? What now? Hey, man, all I'm going to say is this here. I'm going to come over there and have a conversation with Madison about my breast because the breast belongs to me. You're not coming over here and getting nothing. She ain't even here, but you can bring your over here. You come over here with your chest pushed out. I'm going to push it back in for your brother. Them Gone. I got two breasts over there. Each of them is five thousand dollars, and I want both of them. Man, look, you ain't getting. Man, who the is you? You call every ex girlfriend you break up with wanting back? I call the ones that I'm not bought breasts for. Thank you. That's a good damn wedding gift, I guess. Hey, don't. Hey, man, man don't, don't, you, don't, don't. Let me tell you something. Don't you touch my damn breasts. You hear me? Man, look here, man. I don't know who the hell, man. How you even get on my line, man? What? Who is this? I'm the person that owned the breasts. Do you know who this man, is? You don't own nothing over here, man. You didn't took a loss on there, brother. You didn't took a straight loss on there, man. You got me up, partner. Who the is this, man? You lost your mind calling my phone. I'm gonna tell you right now who this is, partner. Yeah, well, who is this? This is Nephew Tommy, Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girl Madison got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> oh, man, you boy, you ain't. That's <laughs> cold. Boy you, boy, you cold, man. Hey, somebody, but tell me this is it. They real, are they? How the hell I know? I don't, you're supposed to know what you marry. I don't know if they. Why are you asking me if they real? I don't a, know. I'm still, but you don't, but you bought some. Man, <laughs> you, know, you still got me messed up. <laughs> Real off fake, you sound like that. <laughs> well, y'all come, man. Y'all, y'all need to stop that, man. But I listen to you. And last people you got, I laugh my off. I never thought I'd get got. <laughs> hey, Oliver, what's the baddest radio show, man?
Steve Harvey Money Show. That's the truth. You got me good, man. You got me good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, New Year's Comedy Laugh Fest, baby. Earthquake, Eddie Griffin, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, hosted by yours truly, Nephew Tommy. That starts off in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, that would be December the 30th. Uh-huh. Washington, D.C., that is January the 1st. Atlanta, GA, baby. State Farm Arena, January the 2nd. New Year's Eve Comedy Laugh Fest. Tickets sale at all Ticketmaster outlets and at all box offices. That's Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, Earthquake, Eddie Griffin, hosted by yours truly, Neff U. Tommy. Tickets on sale right now. You might not want to miss this best stocking stuffer of the year. How I feel not to be selling tickets at a donut shop. <laughs> oh, man. You're so messy. You're so... Congratulations. Right. Thank you, nephew. And thank you, Steve, for that question. Coming up, <laughs> ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with our national news. And in entertainment news, Chris Cuomo, all right, is suing CNN. You heard me right. Chris Cuomo is suing CNN. Erica Badu is engaged. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time for Steve's favorite segment, Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, ready for your love questions. And this one is from Corey in Orlando. Corey writes, I'm 33 and my older brother is 37. He's coming to town for the holidays and he wants to bring a female that's not his girlfriend. I told my parents that they shouldn't allow him to do it, but my dad said it's fine. His girlfriend stuck by his side while he was in law school and helped him out financially. Now that he's passed the bar, he's parading around this little white attorney he works with. Should I confront him or avoid family time with him? Wow. <laughs> well, bruh, oh. <sighs> That's, you know, look, man. Uh, your brother gets to make the decisions for his life what he want to make. He's bringing somebody else to dinner and it ain't his girlfriend. Who, now, I mean, I mean, okay, Shirley, did they say this was for Christmas? Uh, for the holidays, uh-huh. So now let me ask you a question. How do you leave your girlfriend at home for the holidays and bring another girl? Have you ever thought, younger brother, that the girlfriend ain't in the picture no more? Could that be? Because when you do, you ain't coming around for the holidays and you bringing one over for the holidays, that's a change. You got another problem cause the girl white. That's what it is. Cause you wrote wrong. that in the letter. The yeah, that's what's really out. wrong. Mm-hmm. And the sister helped him out, but that don't mean you got, you could, that, that don't mean, that don't mean you gonna make the whole cut. You know, now I know it'd be out there, well, that's the one that stuck with you. Well, they ain't the one you like. Now, the problem is, <laughs> he bring his white girl over. You got a problem. You done told your parents not to let him do that. He 37. Your daddy done said, let him do what he want to do. And, bro, it's your brother's business. It'd now, I would Christmas. avoid. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> a white Christmas. <laughs> He heard the song, and he's having it. (laughs) And obviously been dreaming about it just like the song. (laughs) So now, welcome. 
You know, you saw the movie. Guess who coming to dinner? Well, <laughs> ta-da. <laughs> Let's so go. So he wants to know, should he confront his brother or avoid family time? Ain't no confront your brother about what? That's your brother business, man. You bring who you want over for holidays. Quit tripping. Yeah. He your brother. Yeah, he tripping. All right, moving on. Derice in Little Rock says, I listen to you guys online, and you have said that men and women cannot be best friends unless sex is involved. I want clarification because I, ah, I've had a male best friend. That's not what I said. Go ahead. I, I've had a male best friend for almost 10 years, and now that he is divorced, he wants to stay overnight at my house on the weekends. I am not attracted to him at all. Do you think he's trying to sleep with me? What What is going on? What you think? What, what, what else? What you, why do you ask to spend a night at your house for? <laughs> it's hotels. He can stay at his house. Now, what I did not say is you can't be best friends without sex involved. I didn't say that. I said it's hard for a man to be best friends with the woman he's attracted to. Thus, this man is attracted to you, and now that he got a divorce, he don't want to be your friend no more. He want to sleep with you. He want a slumber party. <laughs> yeah. He's not attracted now, to damn. at all. Okay, then, now we have a problem. But I told you how men are. I didn't tell you how women are. I said, if a man is attracted to you, he will lay and wait till there's a crack in the door. He got a divorce, he think that's the crack in the door. Now, all of a sudden, y'all friendship, he won't sleep with you now. That's what I said. And what I stand by what I say. And all these men out here, no, nah, man, I have very attractive women that I'm not, eh, yeah, but you would if you could, dog. So now listen in that conversation. Next question, Shirley. All right. Sick of these Monet. People. <laughs> I said Playing what I with said. My old ass. I know what I'm talking about. Monet in Greenville says, my mother and I have dated the same man in the past, and now he's married to a lady we go to church with. I don't talk to my mother anymore, and I don't fool with this woman. I want to know why he felt the need to cheat on me with my mom and then this older lady at the church. I could see if it was a sugar mama situation, but it wasn't. Why did he feel like she should be a better wife than me? It's eating at me, so how do I get closure? Wow. You're not going to get no closure from him. You need closure with yourself. You and your mama dating a man with hoish tendencies. A man with hoish tendencies has dated you, your mama, and now another woman at the church. What 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 is it you need closure on? Y'all was all attracted to a hoish man, not a man that took his act somewhere else. He don't want you, and why would you want him? He didn't slept with your mama and the other woman at the church, and I can promise you, it's some more. He's married yeah. to the woman at the church. It's okay. It's some more. You pull off a stunt like this, it's cause you good at it. It's some more. Why am I not good enough? You you dodged a bullet. Yeah, be grateful. Man, get out. Lady, come on. Give yourself a break. Yeah, you have your closure. He's married anyway. Yeah. Well, what, what church y'all go to? <laughs> Man, great, ain't nobody great been to hope. the pastor's <laughs> office about this? What's happening? <laughs> Ain't nobody that pulled into the office about this one right here. Y'all ain't had no church counseling. What's that? It's just popping off. Pastor just married him. How many times he done married him? 
right, let's go. All right. Jeanette in Michigan says, I'm 57 years young, and I have a weight loss surgery, and I got a nose job. Uh, I was dating a man that didn't mind my weight and said he loved my big old nose. Now that I've healed a bit, I tried to rekindle the flame with him, but he said he's only attracted to big girls. I've done online dating and I had a blind date, but nobody turns me on like my ex. If it's real love, why does size matter? Is he making up excuses because he's moved on? Wow. He making up excuses because he like what he like. He like them thick. You done lost weight. He like thick, big-nosed women. Wide nose. Now, you done Wide. lost weight and got your damn nose cut down. Now, he done went from dating Nell Carter to Michael Jackson. He don't want that. Can, can, can she put that nose back on, the old one? Is that no, 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 you can't. No. No. <laughs> no. You know how they put the makeup on your nose to make it look thinner? Uh-huh. Yeah. Contour you could probably now. widen that brush stroke out a little bit, try yeah. to make your nose look wider. <laughs> <laughs> or just forget about him and move on. But as long as you feel good about yourself. <laughs> All right, thank you, Neither CLO. He from dating Glenda to Barbie. He don't <laughs> Coming want up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and national news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, as we previously told you, Chris Cuomo is officially out at CNN. His contract isn't up yet, and he's reportedly preparing to sue the network if they don't cough up at least $18 million to cover what's left of his contract. Sources tell the New York Post that uh, Chris is lawyered up and ready to drag CNN to court over the rest of the four-year contract he signed last year. The contract was reportedly worth $6 million a year, meaning he'd be owed between 18 and $20 million. Uh, plus, sources say he'd also be asking for damages. But an insider says CNN has no intention of paying Cuomo a penny. After all, CNN apparently has a morality clause in their contract that means an employee can be booted if they do anything of disrepute. Wow. That's in all television contracts, so he's going to have a tough time doing that. But I think they fired him unjustly, in my opinion, because he supported his brother. And he's a lawyer, and he gave his brother advice. What would you do if it was your brother? So I don't see how that's... He's a lawyer. I mean, you know, it's his brother. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what's attorney-client privileges. You could say I was advising him on a legal basis, and I'm, I'm a lawyer, so I gave him attorney-client privilege. I don't know. I don't. I like Chris Cuomo, though. I do too. Yeah, I do too, man. Yeah, let's get after it. I'm going down. I'm going down with my brother. Hang on. Yeah. And everybody CNN, says they, the same oh, thing that they would help their brother. Everybody says. Yeah. That. I, I don't know who. I don't know who wouldn't. All right. In other entertainment news as we move on, congratulations are in order for our girl Erica Badu. Erica recently announced that she's engaged to Jerron Atkinson and uh, or Atkinson. Uh, he here's to my guy and setting intentions, breathing easy, moving in unison, finally blended family harmonics, she said in her Insta announcement. Thank you. Happy to be here on this school called Earth with you, Jerron Atkinson family first. 
While fans were excited about the news, some were really surprised because there is a 23-year age difference between the two. Erica took them to task on Twitter. She says, why is it that every time there's an article about a woman over 30, the journalists mention age? Hmm. Interesting. 23 age difference? Wow. Yeah. 23 year. Mm-hmm. Quincy Jones said uh, the key to living a long life is make sure that you and the woman you with, the, the age don't equal 100. <laughs> huh? Okay. That's what? That's the key to Erica on point, life. man. <laughs> so if Quincy 80, you can't be over 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> when, when you up, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Wow. I don't really go by that one, Quincy. I'm, <laughs> I'm but it's good. Smart. Wow. All right. No, it ain't smart, dog. That ain't smart. That ain't that I'm ain't just good. Saying, Quick, you 60. Put one together. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you 60, she got to be 40, max. That's it. Congratulations, Eric. Yeah, and as we move on, really sad, sad news, guys. Um, We're sending our deepest condolences out to Nick Cannon and Alyssa Scott. Uh, Nick shared on his talk show that their five-month-old son, Zen Cannon, passed away from brain cancer, and our condolences, our deepest condolences, are going out to Nick and his family. Man, my God. Yep. Man, prayers up, man. Very sad. Hang in there, brother. Yep. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, it's on you. What you got? What I got? Well, I got the Steve Harvey Morning Show at Walmart Family Mobile. Want to help pay your bills for the holiday this year? Enter for a chance to win a high-end smartphone, six months of Walmart Family Mobile service, plus $2,500 cash. Enter and get rules at steveharveyfm.com. All thanks to Walmart Family Mobile. Get a Walmart Family Mobile unlimited plan starting less than $25 a month. Get all the info at steveharveyfm.com. Shirley? All right. Thank you, Junior. Uh, Okay, Steve, you are still in the UAE. Uh, Tell us what you're working on and what's happening this weekend with the Miss Universe pageant. They're still letting you I can't tell you what I'm working on over here. It's top secret. She done it again. She threw another body blow at you. Did you hear? No, what? I missed that. What'd she say? She says they still letting you do it. You didn't hear that? It's the universe pageant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's twice, huh? That's, That's twice, twice in one they week. They still letting you do it. Oh, now you know. Are <laughs> you going to flip it on me again? <laughs> no, no. I ain't flipping nothing. That's what you said. It's they still what I letting said, you do it. Yes. Because you can't believe my stupid ass. After announcing the wrong contestant in 2015, would still be allowed to host the damn show. That's the <laughs> co-host I work with since the year 2000. This back dough, <laughs> closet hating ass co-host of mine. Closet hating. <laughs> closet hating. And then when the chairs come out, can they still letting you host that? Ooh. Well, this is amazing. Still calling our countries, huh? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> is that what you do? <laughs> they must have lost the tape. Mm. <laughs> Can't believe it. But we this. all saw it. We all saw it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What Ryan Seacrest doing? <laughs> mm. <laughs> he don't need oh. another job. <laughs> 
But seriously, you know, though, you are. You're going to be the only first black host of the show. At least get it right. I don't know why we still. <laughs> We Seriously, got to pray you for you every time you. you do, Miss Universe, and you know, hope God's will be done and all this is. Sometimes we just want to cut the show on and watch it without <laughs> having to pray for the host and all this is. You did Everybody. get some death threats, didn't you? <laughs> oh, that's really funny. The death she, she brought wow. that up, brought like up death one. threats, man. Nah. God, uh, okay. You said it. Yeah. I'm only repeating what you said. Ooh, no. Well, that's why I sent your ass back early. No. <laughs> Because you know I wanted that. to stay. Yeah. Steve, why, why we go back so early? Because your ass don't need to be here. That's why. Bye. <laughs> no, Take your little hating ass on home. <laughs> so, I ain't okay. got no gig to go to like Tommy. No, I don't worry about Tommy. Bye. <laughs> Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, we're going to check Steve's voicemail right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time to check Steve's voicemail. And if you want to leave a message or just give a holiday greeting to to your loved one, call 877-29-STEVE, 877-29-STEVE, and leave a message. All right, Steve, here we go. This first one is a birthday shout-out. Steve Harvey, tomorrow is my wife's birthday, and I would like you to represent her to say happy birthday to Selena because I'm trying to reach you all day. And I would like you to do that over the morning show tomorrow because you listen to this nephew Tommy prank every morning. And I would appreciate if you could just do that for me as a man. Thank you. As a man. As a man. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're going to do this for you as a man and a fellow country man. What is his name? Selena. Yes. Wife's name. No, I know her name is Selena, but what is his name? So we'll know who he's from. Oh, my God. So you leave a message as a man, and you don't want to tell us the man name. So here we go. Happy birthday to all the Selenas in the world, because we don't know which one of your mans called in to ask us to tell you. So, to all of the Selenas around the world, happy birthday, Selena. We don't want to miss not now one of you because I'm a man. And he asked me as a man to a do man. it for a man from my country. I have no idea what this accent is from, what nation, what continent. I don't have any idea maybe of a Caribbean island. So if there's a Selena in the Caribbean, happy birthday. If you are from Africa, happy birthday. If you are from Asia, happy birthday. We don't know. Happy birthday to you. We don't know who he is, but from the man to man, Happy birthday, Selena. She listens to Tommy Prince every day. Selena. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, Selena. Happy right. birthday, Selena. Happy birthday, Selena. To, let's go to the next voice message. It's a call from prison, Steve. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Steve? My name is uh, I'm currently incarcerated. I've been listening to you guys since 2004, and I just got my hands on the cell phone. And I'm really trying to prank my fiance. If you could please have nephew Tommy call me back, 
I really want to prank her. She said, ain't no way you guys would ever prank her. And um, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm a big fan of yours. I listen to you every morning. Thank you. Hey, dog. We don't want to upset him. I love you. No, hey, 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 Tom, Tom. First of all, I want to say, dog, I love you, man. I appreciate you. I hope you I hope you can get out soon, get back to your family and everything. Uh, and uh, I love you, man. I appreciate you listening to me. I'm trying to be encouraging. But if you think that we finna call a cell phone number back in a state or federal institution, which is against a law that can have us on the same block you on two doors down doing time for committing a federal offense so we can prank your damn girlfriend. You done call it to the wrong damn morning show, man. We cannot risk. My damn nephew can't call you. We can't. Our name can't pop up, pop up on his cell phone. And then if the authorities come in and compensate your cell phone and then start going through the numbers and find out what you was doing and now our number name come up and you talking to Uncle Steve and all this here, I'm too old and pretty to go to prison. I can't do it, dog. I done made a lot of money. I ain't gonna do good in no prison. And Thomas Show ain't gonna make it down there because he's oh, good. Oh, no. I Y'all know not I gonna have my not gonna have my nephew in there uh, tossing him around in these cells and things. So I love you, dog. I appreciate you. I yeah. do, man. I'm gonna pray for you. Oh, We're not gonna man. be able to call you back on this illegally <laughs> acquired cell phone. <laughs> that is a federal. <laughs> All right. Man. Coming up next, uh, the nephew. Speaking of him, with a prank phone call <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject. Behind the Christmas tree. Hmm. We'll find out what's going on behind the tree in just a few. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nav? This right here is called Your Son and My Daughter. Your Son and My Daughter. Run the prank. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Darren's Darren's father. Is this Darren's father? Yes, it's Darren Singer. Listen, I, I, I'm calling you. Lashonda is my daughter. She goes to college up there with your son. Uh huh. And the, I'm getting the word I got a few minutes ago was that the, the two of them that run off and then got married together. I don't what? know what 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 make them run off and get married like wait. that. Wait, 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 wait. Where did you hear this from? I just got a phone call from one of the kids at the school saying that they didn't. That this the girl that grew up with and went to grew up with all through grade school. She called and said, "Lashonda and Darren then then, then ran off and got married together." And they done it. They say they done it yesterday or something. Wait, 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 wait. My son, my son ain't. I talked to him uh, about three days ago, and he he ain't done nothing like that. I know. So they uh, say they did it yesterday. I've been calling LaShonda and calling. Ain't nobody picking up. And I call her. The, the, the boy, they give me the boy phone number. And I call him. And ain't nobody picking up and answering nothing. It, just, uh, it, it ain't like my baby girl to do like nothing, uh, nothing, well, nothing like this here. Well, it's not like my son to do nothing like that without talking to me first. So uh, let me call down there and talk to Darren. And uh, 
I, I, give me your number, and I'll, I'll call you back. I'm going down there to that school myself. I'm going to find both of them. Now, I'm going to call you to let you know this. Now, if I find out that my baby girl then ran off and got married because she didn't got pregnant, I'm, I promise you I'm going to do something to that boy of yours if he got my baby pregnant. You hear me? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You're not going to do nothing to my son. Now, I, I, I understand about your daughter. That's my son now. You're not going down and put your hands on my son. If he, if he got my baby, if he got me, that's my only baby I got. That's it. Well, well, I understand that's your only baby, but that's that's my only son. And you talking about going to put your hands on him, you're going to have a problem. If he, if he got my baby pregnant, your son, Darren, going, I'm going to beat his I mean Wait. that. Oh, what, what, what's your name again? What's your Dylan, name? Dylan, my name. You hear me? Is my baby. What's, what's your name? What's your name? Dylan. D I L L A. I know how to spell your damn name. Look here, Mr. Dillard. Uh, you're not gonna put your hands on my son. Now, yeah, my I, baby, bring that I am. And that's the only reason I can see her doing something like that. Cause I told her, I told her years and years and years. You don't make no baby. You don't make no baby not be married. You don't do it. Hey, if she, if, if she went off and got married, that means she tried to make it right. That's what she did. Mr. Dillon, Mr. Dillon, listen to me now. I understand that's your daughter. I'm sorry if she's pregnant or whatever, but let me talk to my son before you go down there and talk, try to do something crazy. Okay? Let me tell you something. Your son didn't coerce my baby girl into getting married and he didn't got her pregnant. I know what's going on. I know what it is. My, 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 son, my son ain't done nothing to your daughter. Let me call down there and talk to him before you talk about going down there and putting your hands on somebody. I told my baby, I told him, leave them little thugs alone. He ain't nothing but a thug. I wait, told my son, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. But don't be accusing my son of being no damn thug now. Well, what, what kind of man run off and get mad at the age of 20 and ain't talk to the parents or nobody? What make him do something like that? Well, you talking about, I told you my son ain't done nothing to well, get how, how did you raise him? How did you raise him? You ever did you didn't raise him right? Wait a minute now. Who the hell are you talking to? I'm talking to you. If my baby pregnant, I'm going to beat your boy. If you done that, you're going to get your toe out too. Hold on, my whole whole.
I got better sense than the <laughs> No, I got high blood pressure. <laughs> what the hell? Wait, I call his mama and tell him what's going on. Wasting my time fooling me. I got to ask you, man, what is, what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> hey, Tommy, I'm going to tell you something, man. You the That's best crazy, crying ass daddy I've ever heard in my life. Man. You was crying your ass off. I was sitting here My baby. I, see, I can't cry that good. Because I can't cry that long and talk. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be. Hold on. Hold on. Man. You going to do what? You ain't going to do nothing hold to my son. That's my son. No. I, 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 feel, I, I know that's your daughter. I got all that. But you ain't fit. I'm going to go down here and whip his ass. <laughs> In the middle uh, of wine. Man. Okay. All right. Me to sit down and pull yourself together. That's what dude say, man. You need to sit down and pull yourself together. All this hard ass crying. Yeah. He said uh, the baby ain't gonna never know his dad. <laughs> he said, boy. What? What? <laughs> and if you come down there, I'm gonna whoop your ass too. I promise you, both of y'all. Oh, hold man, on, man. man. This dude said, "Man, who is this fool calling? Calling you to tell you that your daughter, my baby, <laughs> got up in her baby. I can't talk to nobody crying like that, especially no grown ass man. Hey, bro, 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 hold up, man. I can't even understand what you're saying. So, right. Just, just give me a minute. All right, I got some more stupid for you. It's at the end of the year. You don't want to miss it. It's the New Year's Comedy Lab Fest. Get ready, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, G.A. We got Earthquake. We got Eddie Griffin, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, hosted by yours truly, Nephew Tommy. Tickets available at all Ticketmaster outlets, or you can go down to the box office and get them right there. But this is the stock and stuffer. Matter of fact, if you in Atlanta, you uh, you know, just to keep me rooted from the way I used to see a ticket, you can get them at Papa Do's, and uh, let's see, uh, you can get them at Krispy Kreme. Okay, uh, go in there and tell them to ask for some tickets excuse to the. Uh, excuse yes, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer deal. You don't sell tickets at Papa Do's. <laughs> Two of the kings have allowed we, a gesture we, to come on, and I'm, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, yeah. Grateful, yeah, grateful. Yeah, yeah. We we were in Polestar magazine. <laughs> in what magazine? Polestar magazine uh, tracks all ticket sales. You didn't know that because you were selling your tickets at Donut Shop. Oh, well, that's where I'm uh, at now. Hey, I'm in Polestar magazine. <laughs> yeah, that's where you at now. So. All right, we got to go, guys. <laughs> check out Coming up next, my strawberry letter, the subject behind the Christmas tree. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know. It could be yours. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject behind the Christmas tree. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for 14 years, and I have a busy schedule as a high school basketball coach. After years of marriage, my wife still doesn't get how stressed I am around this time of year, and she'd been pressuring me to buy a Christmas tree and have it up by December 1st. I missed her deadline 
because of my schedule. This past Saturday, I left for practice and she said she picked out a tree online and it was going to be delivered later that day. I knew it didn't sound right, but I didn't really care at that point. Around noon, one of my players got sick, so I canceled the practice. I intended to go home and help out with the Christmas tree. I drove up and my daughter was outside shooting hoops with her friends. She said her mom and Mr. Tim were inside putting up the tree. The only Tim I know is my wife's ex-boyfriend that drives a truck like the one in front of my house. I walked in and my wife was disheveled and acting jumpy. I hugged her and I could smell cologne all over her neck. I pulled her with me as we went to look at the tree and I asked where Tim was. She said Tim was behind the tree securing it to the base. I walked over to Tim, I tapped his foot and I told him to come out and leave my house. Tim said he was just helping out since I was too busy to do what needed to be done. I was ready to fight but my wife grabbed me as Tim walked out. She said it's my fault and I shouldn't be upset. I told her she's foul for having her ex in our house. She doesn't see the situation from my point of view, so I'd love to invite my ex-girlfriend over and ask her to bring me one of her amazing chocolate cakes. I wonder if my wife will get it then. I'm very vindictive. Should I do it or not? Well, while, um, you know, we all know that two wrongs don't make a right. We know that. But this does sound like a case of I can show you better than I can tell you. Um, and, and since your wife seems to have no remorse about anything that happened, having this other man over there and all that, you know, I wouldn't be mad if you did invite your ex and her amazing chocolate cake, although I'm sure she wouldn't get past the front door. But, you know, wifey was just way out of line here, and her ex, Tim, was oh so disrespectful when he said he... Uh, he was just helping out because you were too busy to do what needed to be done. How could he fix his mouth to even say that in your house? So, you know, let's see how your wife would like it if the situation were reversed. And we all know she wouldn't. She wouldn't like it one bit. But we don't like her attitude. We don't like the fact that, you know, she thinks this is okay. Uh, She's disloyal. She's unsupportive of you and what you have to do as far as your coaching job and all of that. And and bringing her ex in to try to take your place in your house, it's just, these things are unthinkable for a wife to do to her husband. So, yeah, in this case, I wouldn't be mad. You said, should you do it or not? I wouldn't be mad if you invited her and got some cake and all of that. See how your wife liked it. Steve? This letter is stupid. Crazy. Childish. Been married 14 years, you a high school basketball coach. This is why I lost it in the letter. After years of marriage, my wife still doesn't know how stressed I am around this time of year. And she's been pressuring me to buy a Christmas tree and have it up by December 1st. Now, I'm going to assume that you mean you're under pressure this time of the year because of your basketball schedule and maybe playoffs or something like that. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Because at first I thought about you were stressed out about buying Christmas trees and gifts. I was a little confused about that. But either way, it don't cause for that much pressure. I mean, if you a basketball coach, I understand it's a little tight for you this year. I do understand that, bro. So I ain't knocking that right there. 
But she wanted Christmas tree have it up by December 1st. The mandate in our house is the day after Thanksgiving, the Christmas decorations begin. That's a mandate at our house. Don't let December get here and I don't have my tree. Gonna be a problem at the house, okay? I right, just wanna throw that in right here. This past Saturday, you went to practice. She said she picked up a tree and had it online, was gonna be delivered later that day. I knew it didn't sound right. I don't know why it didn't, but you said it didn't sound right, but I really didn't care at this point. So at noon, one of your players got sick, so you canceled the practice. I intended to go home and help out with the Christmas tree. I drove up and my daughter was outside shooting hoops with her friends. She said her mom and Mr. Tim was inside putting up the tree. Now right here, let me show you where this letter has to turn for me. The only Tim I know is my wife's ex-boyfriend that drives a truck like the one in front of my house. Now, right there, I'm no longer walking into the house. I'm rolling up into the house at top speed. Right. I ain't open the door. I'm kicking the door in. Hmm. That's where we at right now. I walk in and my wife was disheveled and acting jumpy. I hugged her, and I could smell cologne all over her neck. Let me stop this letter right here. Because what's happening at this point in the letter, there's no more typing at this point. (laughs) You're done with all of that. (laughs) We're now in the process of a crime being committed. When we come back, I'll share with you the crime and the amount of time that I'm receiving in front of the judge. Thank you. (laughs) All right. You heard it from Steve's own mouth. We'll have part two of his response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject behind the Christmas tree. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject behind the Christmas tree. This man, a basketball coach, 14 years, been married 14 years. He disheveled this. I mean, he's a little under pressure this year because of the playoffs in basketball. And his wife wants to have a Christmas tree up by December 1st. He's under too much pressure to worry about a tree. But so she orders one online, said it'll be here by noon and delivered. He said, okay, he going to go to practice, go to practice, find out one of the players is sick. So he cancels practice. Obviously, this is a star player. There ain't no need to run in this offense because you got the whole offense running through this boy because you got Michael Jordan on your team. You don't give a damn about these other four kids. If he's sick, you ain't got a chance of winning this damn game. No way. So let's just cancel practice. So you go home and decide that you're going to help put up the Christmas tree. You pull up and your daughter outside shooting hoop with a girlfriend and say, where your mom at? Your mom in the house with Mr. Tim putting up the tree. Then you say the only Tim you know is your wife's ex-boyfriend who drives Mm. a truck just like the one in front of your house. Mm. Something's about to happen. I'm not walking in the house. I'm running. I'm not open doors. I'm kicking them in. But he strolls on up in there. I walked in, and my wife was disheveled and acting jumpy. So I hugged her, and I could smell cologne all over her neck. I pulled her with me as we went to look at the tree and I asked her where Tim was. 
She said Tim was behind the tree. Now, let me tell you something. This is the exact place that the police would have found Tim. Yeah. If we was at my house. (laughs) Behind the tree. Behind the tree. Because that's where I done busted Tim's yeah. head open. Yeah. And Tim would have been behind that same damn tree. So she said he was behind the tree securing it to the base. Mm-hmm. I walked over to Tim and tapped his foot. See that right there? That's not happening. I'd have stomped his foot, broke his <laughs> ankle. So when we start fighting, he'll be on one leg. Yes, oh. That's that's how I'd have started. Get the advantage. Because we going to fight, huh? <laughs> so, you want to get a little advantage. Yeah. So I tapped his foot, told him to come out and leave my house. Mm-hmm. Tim said, this is what Tim said, he was just helping out since I was too busy to do what needed to be done. Now, how that's does Tim know this? Yeah, about my mm-hmm. house. Because she's been sharing... Y'all's marital business with Tim. Mm-hmm. How does Tim feel comfortable enough to come over your house to put up a tree? Why is Tim talking back to me after I done just tapped him on his foot? Then you said... Grab, I was ready to fight, but my wife grabbed me as Tim walked out. Another question. How is Tim walking out of this house? Now, Tim is going to leave this house, but walking will not be how he leaves. I have some options, and it's only two. You'll be leaving this house on gurney, (laughs) or you'll be leaving this house in the body bag. But either way, you can't walk on the gurney and you can't walk once they zip up the body bag. That's how <laughs> Tim lived in my house. So I don't know how Tim punk ass then walked out the house. And my wife ain't strong enough to grab me and keep me. Marjorie can't keep me from kicking a man's ass if that's what I'm finna do. My wife not that strong. Mm-hmm. My wife has seen me mad one time since we've been mad. I mean, really, really mad. She said, Steve, I don't know what happened. You just, you you, you swole up. You swole up. I had, I, I, I had to get all the workers out this house. Okay, cool. But now you understand what I'm capable of. So now, why Tim is walking out of this house, I know. And she said, it's your fault, and you shouldn't be upset. I told her she's filed for having her ex in, her, in our house. I don't even know how y'all having this conversation. She doesn't see the situation from my point of view. I'd have gave her another view of Tim. Anyway, you'd have found out that Tim can't fight. You'd have found out Tim ain't all that. You'd have found out Tim little punk. You'd have found out a lot of stuff about Tim mm-hmm. that day. So you'd hang your hat on your little ex. You'd have found out why he your ex. See, that day. Uh, so uh, she doesn't see the situation at this point of view. So I'd love to invite my ex-girlfriend over and ask her to bring one of her amazing chocolate cakes. I wonder if my wife would get it then. I'm very vindictive. Should I do it? Now, women ain't as stupid as men, dog. 
questions. So I'm pretty sure this woman gonna have a lot of questions when you ask her to bring one of these delicious chocolate cakes over your house. Why don't your funky ass wife make you a chocolate cake? Since that's who you married and you didn't marry me. So I wouldn't call your ex-girlfriend talking about no damn cake. Cause you finna get way more than cake. <laughs> now, do I think you ought to invite this girl over? No. But I do think you need to rerun this letter and start this letter back over to where you tapped him on his foot and he came from behind that tree. And this whole letter need to be written. That chalk mark is behind the tree, yellow tape is around the tree, and the coroner's office and some detectives is outside. I'm downtown behind a four-inch piece of glass telling y'all this strawberry letter because I don't have a computer in prison. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Steve, thank you. <laughs> Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, introduce our girl. She's here. Ladies and gentlemen, come on now. Clap it up. Cheryl Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey and the Steve Harvey Morning Show, Steve Harvey family. I got to confess something to y'all. What, What's up, Cheryl? Okay, so, you know, I got my vaccine right. Got the first one. Got the second one. Getting ready to, you know, get my booster and everything. But I think I'm, I'm getting paranoid. Call for rails. No, oh, my card real like a mug right there. My card. <laughs> and it's on the phone, Steve Harvey. So my, my stuff real or somebody gonna see me at the health department my stuff real only thing now is i'm paranoid i think everything i feel is covid okay like i got every symptom am i paranoid tommy is that what's wrong with me right now paranoid? i am yes. <laughs> yes. listen to me my throat hurt oh damn please it don't ask tommy <laughs> oh can tommy really okay I'm tommy paranoid. you agree with me yes really yes okay what what symptoms do you think you've had that i know i had a sneeze, running nose, anything. Ooh, yes. I, I think I got it. As soon as my nose start running, I start typing in my phone, show the strawberry. Oh, damn, I got it. And then it don't be nothing but a runny nose or something. Mm-hmm. Or achy, aches and pains. And I'm thinking, well, you old. Oh, but it's COVID. I got caught slipping. And then I start backtracking and, and thinking of things I that I did do. I cough out loud when I'm around people. That ain't good yeah, to do. Yeah, ain't got to take no pictures. No, I know. See, 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 and that, and okay, and if he did that to me, I'd be like, oh, damn, I caught it. He ain't got it because he coughed it over to me. Damn, Steve Harvey. <laughs> but Steve, you don't ever think you, you, you got it in any way or anything or hanging out with people and stuff? Well, I'm around a lot of people a lot of times. Uh, I'm prayed up and then I, I have. Uh, Amen. I got vaccinated before, before the vaccine how, came. How did I was that happen? Because I ate chitlins for forty years. Oh, you! you Whoa! Listen, if chitlin juice yeah. could cure COVID, then I'm cured for life. I'm telling you right I'm now, like, I got some stuff running around in my body that COVID to go down there and just get out immediately. <laughs> I got old antibodies from eating chitlins for forty years. I don't eat it no more, but I think the That's residue, the residual that's yeah, I can't. I can't even get COVID. One of the things about Israel, reason they did uh, Miss Universe there this year, I found out was because mm-hmm. it's one of the safest places. It has yes. a ninety-six uh, percent vaccination rate and booster, and you can't come to Israel without the booster shot. 
that's what I'm talking about. Get it under I'm control. Absolutely. But that's one thing you said, Steve. Prayed up against COVID. Rebuking COVID in the name of Jesus. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about, Steve. I feel good right now. All right, Cheryl. Thank you. We love you. You know that. Coming up at the I top of back. the hour, Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, it is time for Sports Talk. What you got? All right, Uncle, I know you over in Dubai. You ain't, you don't know nothing going on over here, man. So let me just inform you. <laughs> let me just inform you. Thank you. So some things are just happening. You might want to know when you get back. Uh, let's give a round of applause to Marcus Freeman. He is the new head coach of Notre Dame football, and he is black. Yes, All he right. is. Notre Dame got a black head coach. Go, Marcus. He walking around there. They ain't got to figure out he the coach. They going to know it because he black. He going to be the only one up there. Last time Notre Dame had a black head coach, his name was Tyrone Willingham. You remember Tyrone Willingham, huh? I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, he's the last black head coach he had at Notre Dame, man. I was, I was in middle school when Tyrone Willingham was the head coach at Notre Dame. That's how long ago that was. Mm. <laughs> Blazers guard, man, let's pray for him, man. C.J. McCullum of the Portland Trailblazers is out indefinitely with a collapsed right lung, man. So we praying for him and his family. He injured it Saturday night against the Celtics, so uh, they don't know when he's going to come back. He just has a punch of lung, man, so we praying for him. Man, you know, he's one of the stars of the Portland Trailblazers. Boy can shoot, you know that. And also, uh, let me ask you this, man. You don't even know this, but Antonio Brown is in the news again. What do you do now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown has been suspended three games for having what uh, do po- possession of a fake, fake vaccination, vaccination card. Man, I just want to know. I just have a question. How many chances do you get on a team? How, how many? I mean, Antonio Brown, man, like, really, really, when you meet him and talk with him, he's a good dude, man. He just, he's just lacking leadership, mentorship. Uh, Primetime was mentoring him, was talking with him every day. Because Dion, man, is a great guy. But you got to listen. Yeah. You know, if listening ain't your strong suit, mentoring is hard. Absolutely. So as soon as y'all say I'm going to repeat him, that. And that's Antonio Brown does not listen. If listening isn't your strong suit, mentoring is hard. Because at one point in time, damn dog, you gotta listen to what the dude is trying to tell you. Now, if you already know and you ain't gonna listen, then what the hell is the mentor for? Listen, but this is a guy that's always, he has to understand, man, first of all, he's under the microscope. He also has to understand, all young people have to understand, is that the older you get, the more dire the consequences. As you get older, every decision you make, comes with a dire consequence. So you can't keep doing the same thing over and over. He the last person need to fake anything. You just got your ass back in the league. Wasn't he yeah. walking around naked, Junior, a couple years ago and answering the and That's naked? why he ain't, it wasn't in the league. Great football player, great guy, man. Just doesn't make smart decisions. And that fake no. vaccine card, man, like, hi, bruh. No, let me tell you something. He, he don't even need it. There ain't no mandate in the NFL. You just go through your, your protocol like you've been doing from week to week. Why would you go get a card and you ain't even need it? You didn't even need it. Now you now you you one of the best receivers on the team. Now you lead the team strung out. 
ain't like Bruce Arians wanted you there in the first place. Tom Brady is the reason why you're playing in Tampa Bay right now. Now you let Tom down. Now Tom upset. So, man, I just don't get one. How many chances do you get? Everywhere you go, you got to be a distraction. So, man, I, you know, I don't know, man. So that, that just really just bothered me about it. I said, I don't get it, man. Great player. And a great player, man, he can help a team get another championship and you out three weeks in the stretch. Woo! In other yeah, words, get the uh, shot. Uh, yeah. Just, other, other, shot. <laughs> just, just get the shot, man. Just get That's the all. Shot. You ain't got to go through none of that if you just get the shot. Thank you. Godly. Steelers Vikings tonight, also, man. Let's just let you know. Steelers Vikings. Let's go, Vikings. Let's go, Let's Vikings. <laughs> Let's get it, man. So that's all our sports right there, Shirley. That's, that's all we got for you today, man. Take get the, the shot. Get, get the shot, Antonio. Get the shot. Just get the shot. Sitting up here, got to worry like this. <laughs> all right. Well, Junior, we thank you. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show (laughs) coming up at about 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, in trending weird news, yesterday was hump day. We all know that. But actually, this past Sunday was hump day in Kansas City as police spent hours, get this, guys, chasing a loose camel through the streets of the city. Uh, the chase started after the cops were notified of a camel scene. They didn't shoot it? No, no, they didn't. Uh, well, well, no, it wasn't a black camel. It wasn't a black show. camel, right. <laughs> <laughs> chase started right after the cops were notified of a camel seen wandering around a golf course. Police got animal control involved, and they pursued the camel in golf carts before it led them down a highway and through several neighborhoods. The Bonner Springs Police Department says it spent the entire day chasing the camel, which was eventually lassoed and safely taken into, taken into custody. Taken into custody. Let me tell you something. And thankful the camel was unharmed and eventually returned oh, to his Wow. Your ass can't catch a camel on a golf cart. I'm going to just tell you that right now. I just tried to get a camel. I wonder how much they got for that camel. Wait, 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 wait. I was trying to get one in Dubai. I wonder how much they got. I didn't. The dude had it for half price in Dubai. I don't wonder what yeah. they talking about half now price. over here in the States for that camera. Yeah. And half price was about how much? Uh, say it. I think about 30000 less than 30000 <laughs> Well, sorry. But I was finna get it. I was finna get it for like twelve. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up, and we'll play a rounder. Would you rather at 33 minutes after, right after this? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time for Would You Rather. Here we go. Now, would you rather take a body shot off your partner, your date, whoever you're with, or would you rather for them to take a body shot off you? This, like, this, this. Like the Jello thing. Uh-huh. Jello or tequila shot. Would you take and a shot off of them or a shot yeah, off? Uh-huh. You ain't going to believe the level of lint in my belly button. Let me take <laughs> the one off of you. I'm not, <laughs> not fit later. My stomach can't hold a shot glass. It's going to keep yeah, turning man. over. I promise you. <laughs> <It's gonna slide laughs> yeah. Tip I just got to take it off you. It's going to keep uh-huh. flipping over. I was just. Yeah. What about nah. you, Steve? You didn't answer. Uh, I don't even know what that is, but uh, a body shot, I, like in a I shot definitely line. take it off her though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then go up. yeah. yes, then yeah. have her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. 
I got big enough lips, you don't even need the glass. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I'll get the body shot off for you. All right. Here's another one. Would you rather be in the Hall of Fame for a sports career or a music career? Oh. Oh. Sports. Yeah. Like football yeah, or basketball, I, baseball, something. Yeah. Not music as much as you love music, Steve? Oh, Roscoe Wallace already got that covered. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> My alter ego is in the he's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already. Every time somebody gets right inducted, it's him. He get credit <laughs> yeah. for all that. On this show. <laughs> what about you, it. Neff? Music. I can't sing a lick. That'd be nice. I know you weren't going to say sport. Play. Shut up, Junior. <laughs> Well, we knew you well, he was going to be that. in there for what? He said, he, <laughs> he said, was going to be in there for what? Music. <laughs> music. He said, music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is you going to be, the little drummer boy in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> music. Um, they told me. For Rupa-Pum-Pum. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Tom was a little boy and he was in the Christmas play and he got mad. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're not going to do it this year. We're not going to do it. We well, that's what I, that's what I was trying to tell him every year because I just <laughs> time was so small every year I made him play baby Jesus. He won't he, he little ass talking about he won't be a wise man. That's boy anybody got no time. Be trying to explain how little your ass is as a man. You a little boy. You finna be baby Jesus every year. Now lay down in that hay and quit moving. <laughs> And keep your face covered. You look old. <laughs> Come on, Shirley. <laughs> All, right. All right. I want to be oh, a wise man. man this year. You're not going to be no man in this play. You're too <laughs> short. Baby Jesus. All right. All right. Coming up at 49. Thank you, guys. Coming up Quit at 49 talking, minutes. Waddle him and lay him in that damn hay. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour. And we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Crazy Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are. Last break of the day on this Thursday. It's Thursday already. Wow. Thank you. Yes, of course, I'm Jesus. over here. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what day it is, what time it is. Very confusing. Hey, listen, Steve, we got to make this announcement because this is huge, okay? This is really, really big. He's an honorary member, uh, we like to call him, of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Um, your stylist, Ellie, is LA. doing big, LA. big things, Steve, okay? LA. Check this out. We want everyone in the Steve Harvey Nation who's listening right now to go to fashionbombdaily.com to vote Ellie Caramo as, drumroll please, Stylist <laughs> of the Year, baby. Stylist yeah. of the Stylist Year of the for year. Ellie, hands down. Go ahead, Ellie. <laughs> he did yeah. that. Stylist of the Year, mm-hmm. Ellie Caramo is in the running on Fashion Bomb Daily. Yes, fashionbombdaily.com. If y'all go, if y'all go yeah. there, how do they do it, Shirley? Well, they go to fashionbombdaily.com. You, you can see his name. Scroll down and vote for Ellie Caramo right now. Okay. All right. I'm doing it. This oh, is fashionbombdaily.com. Scroll down and vote for Ellie. Yeah, yeah. 
Look, I mean, I think it's really great for this guy because he's really deserving. I mean, for him to get mentioned in the same name as Cardi B, Stylus, and all these people, it's some really famous stylists on there. So he's had to do something to gain notoriety. I don't have to tell you who he styled to get this notoriety, <laughs> but I do have to give him full credit yeah. for the change. Now, the change, it didn't just start this year. It's been going on for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. It's just he never posted anything because I started wearing my regular clothes a couple of years ago. It started on Facebook Watch. And I wear my clothes in in real life when I'm not on TV, but then I changed the TV look. Mm-hmm. Even uh, and it started uh, with NFL honors, and when they saw that, they asked me, could I wear different clothes on Celebrity Family Feud? I said, so yeah. So how much would it cost you? I, I got the stuff in my house. <laughs> so like, it started with, yeah. I don't know, what do you think I'm finna go back? I, I got this stuff. I just don't wear it. As a, as a talk show host. And then so they asked me to change it. And so Ellie came along and said, okay. And the only thing he asked me was, Mr. Harvey, what's the one thing you want? And I said, I want my colors back. Like when I was on Kings of Comedy too, I just wanted colors. But the styling is all him. The uh, putting it together is him. He brings a lot of stuff to the table that I wouldn't, cause I don't have time to go to stores and malls. And he has relationships with all these different places. And so he's able to pull together stuff that there's no way I'd be able to find. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time for that. I don't have the time to even shop the way I want to look. And so he presents a lot of stuff to me. And he's a really smart kid, man. And he deserves uh, this nomination. Win, lose, or draw. He deserves the nomination for his name to be put into the same thing. So... If you can today, go to Fashion Bomb Daily and vote for Ellie Caramo. Uh, Just scroll down my, and vote uh, for Ellie Caramo. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Ellie. That, that is really on. cool. And I don't give a damn if you like somebody who dressed better than me. The vote is for Ellie. <laughs> E-L-L-Y. I already know Cardi B be fly. I can't outdress Cardi B. I got that. I'm not in the same... <laughs> category. I can't outdress Rihanna. These are women. You, no man can outdress a woman. But the stylist, though, yeah. deserves credit. What? He's talking what? To oh, and he just told me he's against Michael B. Jordan's stylist. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan need to be very careful because he's he trying <laughs> to get his ass in the family right now. So careful, boy. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, congratulations, Ellie. Again, go to Fashion Bomb I can't whoop your ass, but I can get behind you and do some real damage, though, dog. (laughs) Go to FashionBombDaily.com to vote for Ellie Caramo. I get up behind you, pimp. You got a problem. Just want to let you know I'm old school. I get up behind you. Fighting it ain't finna be fair. K-A-R-A-M-O-H. Ellie Caramo as Stylist of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm voting for Ellie. I I like Ellie. That's epic, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it right, Steve. get you every time, don't it? L.A. Say something, Steve. Well, Shirley, hmm? okay, I'm going to say this in my closing remarks. Have you ever worked? Let, let, let me get some closing remark music, Dave. Have you ever worked with somebody and 
you thought one thing of them and then you found out they was a hater <laughs> behind closed doors. Have you ever worked with somebody and you thought that they was your friends and you found it deep inside they was harboring some resentment or something that they thought was funny? Well, today I discovered such a co-worker in Shirley Strawberry. <laughs> Every time the announcement comes up regard. that I'm going to Israel for Miss Universe, you still doing that? Mm, they they they, they let you come back again? We all saw I don't, it. We all yeah, we all saw it, but we all kind of let it go. So what I've learned in this is who you, you think is your friend could very well be your friend. But then they might not be your friend. <laughs> mm, hello. Those are my closing remarks today. That was I deep. hope if you work with a hater, that you can discover who they is before you die. And I want to thank Lord for exposing this before I die. Thank you, Shirley. Have a great you day. Said it. I and I try to do well in Israel this year. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 